I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. And I'm super excited to have my guest on today. It's going to be a lot of fun. This person I've known for many, many years. She's also been my coach. So listen up, hang out with us. It's going to be an amazing interview. All right. So Janet, are you there? I am here, Heather. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. She's a dear friend. You're a dear friend of mine. So everyone needs to know that this conversation is going to be real. It's going to be authentic. So make sure you listen up, tune it up, whatever you're doing on the treadmill, walking about, it is going to be fun. So first I'm going to introduce you to Janet Zareski. She is a master business success and executive coach, public speaker, trainer, and serial entrepreneur is currently the founder of the Zenith business. Her accomplishments include serving 21 years as a registered nurse, and she holds a certification in behavioral style instruments and is an enhanced conversational intelligence CIQ coach. That's super high. You should check it out. (laughs) She's a member of the Forbes Coach Council and a former senior program leader for Landmark Worldwide. As a master business success coach and strategist and speaker, Janet has led programs and coached over 31,000 people in the past 21 years. Janet is the author of the book, Where Did My Confidence Go and How to Get It Back? and can be heard on iTunes podcast, Climbing the Pillars of Power. However, she's come up with a new podcast, which I'm super excited about, due to the launch soon called The Unapologetic Powerhouse Woman. Janet is a frequent contributor of editorials to Forbes.com. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So first I want to, you know, I want to I think I'm super excited about your new podcast. And what you all need to know is I helped her create the first one. So I'm just so proud. Um, you know, because once you start, it's just like books. Once you start, write one book, 
once you start one podcast or anything, one seminar, it's like, oh, I got this. It's like riding a bike. And so you, you can do the next one, the next one. And as you grow, things alter. So I'd love to see that she's like, I'm putting one to bed and I'm creating another one. And I, I just kind of wanted to take a minute and acknowledge you for that. But also let's talk about the unapologetic powerhouse woman. You're doing a lot there. You're, you, uh, you have a video that just went viral as part of your, um, we call it, was it as application mm -hmm. to TED talk? Would that be mm -hmm. that right? Yep. Um, so I, I just want to talk about that. Why are you so focused right now on this unapologetic woman? So many things. So first of all, thanks for asking about that because I'm very on fire about it. Let me tell you a little story of how this all came to be. So I've been in the space of empowering people for 22 plus years now. And um, I've really been honed down in the past four years on empowering women because I see the need. But about a year and a half ago, my husband and I went to Canada. And I love Canada. We were in the um, Georgian Bay, it's a beautiful area. And we were going on the apple trail and the wine trail and went to this little cheese shop in this little teeny town. So we're shopping and getting cheese and crackers and wine and putting it up there. And we go to check out. And the women checking us out goes, I'm sorry. I looked at her. It was like stunning. I said, why are you apologizing? She looked at me. She goes, I don't know. I just do it all the time. And that began this kind of really awakening of myself and others. And you know, you run into somebody in the bathroom, you literally ran into them and they apologize. So on one hand, people go, well, you know, well, I want to be polite. We live in the South, Heather and I do, we we're do. in Austin. Um, and so people are like, well, I'm Southern, but it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. And in my view, when you do that, you diminish your power. And I'm all about empowering people and having women have power. If there's something that's so unconscious, and it is unconscious, it's automatic, it's unconscious, I catch myself doing it, yep, I, I catch can. others doing it, yeah, like you you said to me earlier. I, I, did, I did say I'm sorry, yeah. I, yeah, it's like, it's why an are you automatic. Instead of saying excuse me or pardon me, even that's more powerful than saying I'm sorry. And I, I remember you and I having this conversation, I went to your house for Thanksgiving, and I remember about a week before that, I was sharing with you this story. I'm at the park, it's the middle of the day, here in Barton Springs on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, because I go there a lot, and there's this woman, she's a mom, now you gotta get, this. She's, she's handling, she's got one kid in a stroller, one kid's a toddler about to like bolt off the world, right? And then she's got a dog and she's like multitasking beyond comprehension. And I'm watching her and I'm barely walking by her. And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm like, what? Why? Like, you're fine. That, you're, you're not upsetting anybody. You've got like, you got your hands full, girl. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, you're fine. Like, why are you apologizing? I'm sorry. My kid's going off. My sorry. My dog's like, I'm like, you're, what are you apologizing for? I always want to say to her, what, what are you apologizing? It's fine. You're good. You know, everyone got, everyone around us, and there was really not many people, but everyone was like, you got your hands full. No one, no one's upset here, you know? And I just find it automatic how she's just like literally apologizing for everything. But I noticed for myself, I mean, you're the one who brought that up to me. I say it, it's automatic. And I'm really trying to consciously go, excuse me, or pardon me, or 
but not maybe nothing. Don't say anything. Nothing, right. It was ingrained in me. It was ingrained. Remember my mother, my mother did it. My grandmother did it. But remember, this is our time. This is our time. I know. I'm just like thinking, but let's, let's talk about how this plays out in Mm -hmm. business. Well, that's, that's the, you know, the ultimate for me, because I work with, with women that are in business, but it is, it's everywhere. So you gotta, you gotta wake up to, you know, anybody listening. So I want to say this, it's like, we're not just talking about the, the mom who says, I'm sorry, but it is a paradigm where we are sorry for our existence. We're sorry for our opinion. And one of the places I say to people, it's not just, I'm sorry. It's in an email, you say, well, it's just blah, blah, blah. Or you're in a meeting and you, what I call couch, you know what I'm saying? You, you minimize your opinion. Your, and I think part of it is we're so afraid to be rejected that if we minimize it and somebody says, no, I don't agree, we back down. We but back then down. what also happens is we don't stand for anything. Mm-hmm. And then... One of my big things, so I have to say this, is I am out to have the gender gap end in pay and in influence in my lifetime, and I'm not a young chicken. So we better hurry up. <laughs> we better hurry up. <laughs> but but um, it's, here's the thing. We have to take responsibility as women mm-hmm. for our part in the whole game. Mm-hmm. And every time we back down, we don't stand for something. We don't negotiate. We don't stand for our opinion. We let somebody else take it. We say, I'm yeah. sorry for our opinion. or sorry you don't agree. We're now part and parcel of the problem. You know, so let's talk about communication, email communication specifically in business. It reminded me of an interview that I saw with Megan Kelly years ago. It was a couple of years ago. And she said, she was that she rarely gets interviewed. So usually the other way around. And she talked about how she said something like, why is it that women in email communication will do like the smiley face? Like we'll say something stern or this is what we want. And then we'll do like, he, he smiley face. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I do that. Mm. I did that. So now like I'm looking at my signature, how I respond. I never say I'm sorry. I'm really conscious of that in my email. I don't say things like, I hope that's okay. Or smiley face. You know, I don't do any of that. Uh, I got an email once from a lawyer and his email signature was, and it was, you know, it was stern because it was a lawyer email. You know, this is what's going on, stern, you know? And I thought to myself, how is he respond? How is he putting the signature? And it was respectively comma, that's it. And that's how I do mine now. Cause it's very like, this is the deal respectively, you know? Yes. But it took something for me to consciously go, do I do the smiley face thing? I do that in my text communication. I no longer do it, but I did. Cause I would say something and then I would go, he he smiley face. Well, Heather, it's so perfect because one of the things, and there are, I'm a researcher, so I like to study stuff, but there are tons of studies that show that women diminish our power in all those kind of ways and our ability to influence. So if you, and part of it is because we're afraid we're going to be called the B word. Yep. And, but you know what? (laughs) There's also a study that showed when you look at women's um, 
job evaluations, those kind of personality words are shown up. For men, they're not. So we are in the age we are. So we have to realize that could happen. But we either got to soften ourselves and not be the powerhouses we are mm-hmm. and deal with the consequences called you're making less money or you're not getting the raises or the um, promotions or we get to just deal with it. And when it happens, interrupt it. You got to say something. And I know what I'm asking women to do and I really am asking women to do is hard. It's not easy. I mean, you and I, have, uh, you've coached me through this and I've come against my own stuff on this. And um, I've, uh, you know, to share without sharing, right, is you've coached me through something recently where I didn't want to speak up um, and you did coach me to speak up and I got backlash. Now, I'm not, this is not on you. This is just, I noticed I got backlash from the men's, the men's group. Yep. Like, just deal with it. Yep. And I'm like, I'm not dealing with it. I'm saying something and now it's ripple fact. I haven't talked to you about it, but uh, I've been, I'm kidding with the word is blackballed uh, because I'm staying up for myself and saying no more of this. I'm done. And I'm getting uh, blackballed right now in the particular group and locally. And it's, it hurts, but I'm tired of doing the smiley face. I'm tired of like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not, I'm done. I'm Good. done with it. Um, and so staying up for myself, I do get the backlash and I'm not being invited to things. Um, and I'm like, I guess I'm just going to deal with that, you know, and, but that's the other side of it. And that's not every case that's just happening in mine. However, I knew that would be a possibility. And that was what I was like scared to do. Cause I'm so scared to be out of the men's world. Cause I'm so scared of like, if I move my, remove myself Am I going to be able to thrive because they're the ones kind of sometimes holding the keys in business? And I know that's changing, but I know myself and other girlfriends, my uh, sister included, like that all sounds great, Janet, but I really can't do that in my business or my company because I will get blackballed, fired or whatever. And I know it's altering, but it's really challenging. So I kind of want you to maybe speak to that on the, maybe coach through that mindset um, I'm just, I'm just curious what you think. Well, it's interesting because I know after that happened, I don't know if you listened to my podcast. I think it was in my podcast the next time I did it because that's all in the genre of gossip. It is. So people are gossiping. They are. They are. So, they are gossiping. And, yeah. You know, it is not for me to choose for each individual because you have to make a choice and you I do did. choose it, right? But it's my choice. Yeah. But, you know, for people listening, it's like, yes, there, there may be backlash. But part of what you have to deal with is if you keep getting invited to those things that you're now not invited to, who was the person they were inviting? Wasn't the authentic real you. So you have to be someone you're actually not in order to be fit in, to be liked. But who doesn't like you in the end is you. And going to a statement of, of one of my coach said many years ago, I got reminded of that is never stay where your presence is not valued. And when I'm my root true self, they don't want me. But when I play take Kate to what they want, they're okay with me, but they don't really want me. And that's what I had to get to. That's what I had to process as myself is, you know what? Oh, yeah. My presence was never valued there. It was never that it's still not valued there. And they kicked me out. So what? It was never valued in the first place. I was never really 
part of the group anyway, unless I placated to the, what they wanted. So it's perfect. And now, and now I am becoming more authentic and I am now saying for what I want and I am losing, well, I'd say losing people are leaving my life. They are, um, they are all over the place, not just in that space. However, God, I just want to be myself. I want to be unapologetic. This is who I am. If you don't like it. Okay. I accept that, but I'd rather be myself and find people that accept me and be completely unapologetic for who I am and my statements than, than try to placate and never stay where your presence is not valued. I love that. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to use that. And, and you know, if you're in a corporation, so, you know, yes. if you're, you're working in a corporation, actually you're in a phenomenal time because you know with the time's up movement the me too movement people are yeah. almost oversensitive so you know the pendulum was swung the other way really far where sexual harassment or even putting somebody down because they were a woman was rampant now we've swung the pendulum the other way it's probably too far you know everybody's getting punished for every little thing and yeah. women we have to be accountable for our part in playing the game Mm-hmm. And it'll swing to the to the middle. So in one place in a corporation, they're hypersensitive. So women have a little bit more safety in standing for themselves than they did six months ago even. But there still is, you will find people will position with each other because that's just human nature. And you've got to be willing to go, okay, I'm going to deal with it. And just like you said, Heather, which is just brilliant. And I'm just thrilled you're going to get rid of people out of your life. And for all of us, because human nature is, I want to fit in. I want to be liked. I want to be okay. And that'll upset the apple cart. But in the end, if you allow yourself to go through the space of that period of time, the people that'll be around you are the ones that are up underneath you, cheering you on. They aren't competitive. They're uh, collaborative. They're like, go for it. You are a powerhouse let's see what you can do thank you and it's it is um nerve-wracking to shake the apple cart it is and this particular situation that that you helped me through we haven't even talked afterwards about it but um (laughs) you know it was super scary for me i did reach out to you on like a sunday morning or some, some ridiculous weird time and you were there for me so thank you thank you thank you um but i I, I mean, the things I was dealing with, with, with the conversation of like all the reasons why was, well, I won't be invited back. They don't want me to speak again. I'll shake up the apple cart of the men. I mean, all these things, but what's so interesting about that. And I did get some backlash. However, some positive that came out of that was I was speaking at an event. Okay. So just give you that world. And, uh, I actually had more people at my, at my breakout including the both of the owners of the event. This is like a 6,000 person event with multiple faces. And I had the owners of the event and I had um, more people than like the last two days at the event, at, at my breakout. And I was the last day of the last hour of the event, right? Not so, usually my greatest fun time to speak. It, 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 and the people in the room were like, you know, they were saying, don't be upset. There's only like a few people here. I'm like, Psh, just wait, just, just, you just sit there. And they, at the end, they're like, how did you, how did you do that? And I was like, well, I was a powerhouse. And I said my voice and I asked people to come and I stood my ground. I didn't flower down. 
And that because of that, I created the powerhouse, unapologetic powerhouse. I did not apologize for what was going down, even though you and I coached through that. I did not apologize at all during the whole process. I never apologized for the whole process. And yes, there was some backlash, but I stood my ground. And that, that to me was the breakthrough. Mm-hmm. is being able to stand my ground and I'm not going to apologize. And I almost lost a, fi- a friend of 15 years over it. He actually ended up coming back and saying, okay, I got it. I, 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 he didn't apologize, but he was like, okay, I'm standing next to you. I can see where you're coming from and I'm going to stand next to you. We're still friends. But there was a moment where like he was out and we were often for 15 year friendship was done because there was a boys clubs conversation. Mm-hmm. He felt like he had to choose between boys club and what was happening. And I know that was challenging for him. There's a lot of dynamics that sometimes happen, but it's not about, well, here's what I, I think. And you tell me, for me going through something like that, and I'm still kind of going through it on a local level is it's about being unapologetic and being a powerhouse and allowing people to react the way they react. So you know, if you go back and you think about the most powerful person, male or woman, mm-hmm. that you know personally and admire, mm-hmm. does that person apologize for being powerful? Well, you, you're one of them. So do you apologize? <laughs> nope, I don't. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story if I can. Yeah, really. Number of years ago, I was leading um, a group. I was in charge of this group and I was causing leaders. And to me, leadership is causing leadership in others. And just, I, yeah. let's see if this will translate, but I like hold people at a certain level, whether they are there or not. And I just deal with everything that's not the leader that I know they can be mm-hmm. until what emerges is that leader because everybody has the capacity and the capability to be a leader. They got to get this stuff, the apologetic stuff out of the way. So this woman invited me to coffee and sure I'll go to coffee. And she sat there for 20 minutes and tried to convince me to be nice. And I use nice as inauthentic, like really soft. I'm like, I'm not, up to that because what I'm up to in this program is causing leaders. And yes, I will make you uncomfortable if you're dealing with wherever you've diminished your own power. So sorry, I'm not backing down. And at some point I just finally said, I don't think you and I are ever going to see this the way each other does, but I'm really done. This is how I am. And it's interesting because uh, later she came back and cleaned that up with me and apologized for that opinion. It was her own fear of being a powerful woman. And by the way, I see this some with men too. So it's not just women. Women tend to do it more. But I hear from men too, even clients I'm coaching that are men, have a penchant, not all of us have it, of I've you know, trying to be nice and fit in, uh, it's there too. So I, I think overall, I, the talk that hopefully I'm going to do at the TEDx, if it's, if I don't get accepted in this one, I'll keep applying. It's called the apology trap. How okay. apologizing could be killing your success and what to do instead. Mm, so I do that's think, really good. 
Isn't that great? You know, and it's every time I say it, people go, oh my God, I apologize all over the place. And it is a trap because our minds and our training, and like you said, the grandmothers, et cetera, we've all done it for so long. I had a girlfriend of mine yesterday. I was talking to her and I, I, now we were having a deep conversation and I said, I was sorry. She goes, don't apologize. Now I did, did I? And she said, you did it. And then she kind of went on like a tangent about, yeah, the other day, this woman, in the bread aisle, apologize. And I wanted to look at it and go, what are you apologizing for? Being in the bread aisle? Like, you know, like what, what, what are you, you're in the bread aisle at a grocery store. What are you apologizing for? Like what? And you know, I, I was like, you're right. I don't know why I did that, but it's still, I didn't even hear myself say it. Yep. I'm super aware. And it's being unapologetic on a subconscious level. Yes. But it's also being unapologetic on a conscious level. Yes. And I have no girlfriend of mine who's in a big company and whenever she, she I, I've seen her do it, but I'm not in a place to coach her, but I see her do it. Uh, when she's about to speak to her cohorts or group or leader inside the company, she'll go, okay, look, I'm sorry, but the, you know, it's almost like a, okay, I'll say this first. And then it gives me this weird permission to say what I need to say. And then she kind of does this, you know, kind of nicey thing. And I've learned for me and my clients, I've become way more powerful and way more clear about things. And uh, uh, people have said to me, my clients, I'm like, wow, you're becoming more aggressive with me. Not aggressive, assertive, assertive. And uh, I don't apologize. I'm like, well, my job is to cause you to be great. So that's my job, you know? But there is a piece of me that wants to apologize and pull back as a yeah. coach. Um, but that's kind of changing. The more I do that in my life, the more I could do that with my business and vice versa. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. And, and I have lost friends over it. I've lost three people in my life in the last 60, 90 days that have left my life, mainly because I know that my, my value is not, uh, my presence is not valued. And me being myself, they want me to calf cow down or apologize. I can get their view. I can get, I, I'm sorry that they feel a certain way, but doesn't mean I'm a poly, have to be apologetic, right? For who I am. That's the distinction. Cause I don't want people to hear, well, you never say you're sorry. It's like, yeah. well, sometimes you are sorry for things that you call. Oh, and even in that, in the podcast that I did on that, it's like, there are times that I did something I didn't mean to do or I did something I did mean to do it, but didn't yeah. really think of the consequences. I'm not saying never apologize. What I'm saying, if you take it as a context, if you will, or a container mm. um, to live life from is own who you are, the powerful person that you are, allow yourself to put it in the universe the way it is. Mm. And when you say you lost friends, no, you didn't. You lost people in your life. Those people weren't friends. Because friends, this is my, my opinion, but friends accept you for who you are and who you aren't. And that's that. I mean, none of us are perfect and none of us are going to meet each other's expectations. But look, take, take me with the bad, the ugly, the wrong, you know, whatever part. If you're my friend, you're my friend. And I can count on you. And if you can't count on somebody because all of a sudden you're becoming the more authentic version of yourself, they weren't meant to be in your life anyway. And, you know, thank heavens they're out. Right. They're out. See you bye. Okay. So I just want to wrap it up and I just want to make sure people know 
where to find you. So why don't you say your website so they can find you if they're interested in maybe working with you? Where can they possibly find the Unapologetic Powerhouse Woman podcast in the future? Like that. Yeah. So my website is um, thezenithbusiness.com. So I'll tell a little story about that. So my last name is Zaretsky and I let the Z makes it unusual. So I like to be unusual. So I it's what I'm out for is people to be at the pinnacle or the zenith of their business and their life. So that's how the zenith business came about. The zenithbusiness.com. Um, you can get my book, Where'd My Confidence Go and How Do I Get It Back on Amazon. My podcast should be out mid March, uh, The Unapologetic Powerhouse Woman podcast. I also have a beginning group on Facebook. Um, you can find my, my, um, the Zenith business, but I also have an unapologetic powerhouse woman group. I have a manifesto on that. What is it to be a unapologetic powerhouse woman? And, um, I'm going to interview people. So oh, nice. soon there'll be a, a, a link on that to say, Hey, if you are, if you find that you are an unapologetic powerhouse woman, and I want to hear the stories, what did you go through? So I'll put that out there as well. And um, thank you. It's yeah, just, it's always a, a pleasure to be with you. And I personally love watching mm. the powerhouse woman you are, Heather, oh. evolve and own yourself and be in the world. Because you've, I say it to you all the time, you're brilliant. And that brilliant powerhouseness needs to be in the world. Thank you. I'm like blushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I never had anyone say that. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Yeah. What I want to do is go, stop it. You know, but that I'm trying not to, I'm just trying to take it in. Thank you. It's very challenging for me to take uh, compliments like that. So thank you. All right. So everyone, this is Heather Havenwood with the win. Check out Janet, Janet at the Zenith business.com. All right, everyone, this is Heather Hayden with The Win. Check us out. Are you frustrated by the weight you can't lose? One sneaky ingredient goes by 61 different names and isn't required on food labels, but it could be causing those stubborn pounds to stay stuck. That extra weight is not your fault. A new report, The Hidden Culprit Sabotaging Your Weight Loss, is available now at heathercleanliver.com, reveals this ingredient and how it's preventing you from losing weight. If you're struggling and you want to break free from dieting misery visit heathercleanliver.com right away and get your free report it's an eye-opener what you don't know could be hurting you the extra weight is not your fault visit heathercleanliver.com thank you for listening to the win with heather havenwood interested in coaching with heather Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.